0: Welcome to the Foyn Jones Show Survival Special. In this mini-series of my podcast, I'll be talking to the industry's most charismatic leaders about the impact coronavirus has had on their daily trading. We will discuss their battle plans to fight back and share advice and guidance on how we can stay positive and optimistic in the most trying of times. Okay, so here we go with another episode of the Foyn Jones Show Survival Special Series. Today I'm with Ben Allgate. Ben, it's an interesting world. You're a friend of the show, a friend of Foyne Jones, you're the main man at White League Furniture. Last time we got you on the podcast, it was ease either the Champions League final, Liverpool v Tottenham Hotspur Football Club, many boons ago. Oh my god, pal, how the world has changed for football, business, and just from a general way of life perspective.
1: Wow. <laughs> yeah. Wow. <laughs> I mean, there is no answer. There, there, there. there is no. I mean, you can mitigate most things as a business. You can, you can mitigate a downturn. You can mitigate economical impacts. You, 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 you know, as a, as an MD, as a, as a chief exec, I deal with this all of the time. But, you know, with Brexit, we could mitigate that. You, you know, we, we knew what the impacts were on the, on the industry, and we knew how we were going to deal with that. Uh, how do you mitigate this? Yeah, you, you know, and and that's I think that's I think the key here is that it's hit us or it's hit the the world economies and world businesses so quickly that you didn't have a chance really to react. You there was no planning and no one plans for this kind of of of, of issue. So it's really been. I think everybody is just. It's day to day. Yeah, you, you know, it is day to day, today to day to day. To day. Um, there are some people that made very very brave decisions early on. You know, there are some of my big competitors that that chose to close their businesses is a while ago. Um, we we've taken a slightly different approach, um, but we we literally are having to um, to make judgment calls on a daily basis at the moment
0: i agree with you it's amazing how things actually can change day to day they can change hour to hour but personally ben and most importantly how are you how are your family how are the children how's it all going yeah we're good we're
1: good i mean it's i think i think the challenges are when you're used to running a business to being out and doing everything that you do on a normal basis i think i think the fact that i haven't been beyond the end of the road for about a fortnight now is um is quite a surreal experience and I actually think it's going to be quite strange when you go back out there and you start, I mean, there are roads that I travel on every single day when I'm driving to and from the office. I mean, I'm going to drive down those roads, hopefully in a few weeks' time. And, um, you know, I've been on them for about a month or six weeks at that point. It, it's quite strange when when, when, you, when you become, you know, confined into your sort of home area and... Um, And I think as business, uh, when you're involved in business at the level that I am, I think there's quite a social aspect to it. And there's a social element. And I think you 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 realize that you become quite insular.
0: Mate, I couldn't agree with you more. I'm old school. So for me, everything has always been about meeting the best people, fresh, pressing flesh, communicating, networking. That's how people like me and you do stuff. I guess what I'm saying, mate, is it's not business as usual. It's business is very unusual. So, all right, Ben, what you said there, you've been at home for two and a half weeks with your family. Got a question for you. How have you been getting involved with the homeschooling?
1: I would get involved in the homeschooling, but I'm, I'm, I mean, I, I wouldn't be anywhere near as good as, as, as my wife is, to be honest. I mean, she's um, she's got this boxed off. So I think you have to understand where your skill sets lie in running right, businesses. Yeah and um i i yeah no i mean i i i I dare not get involved (laughs) now yeah it ends up all sort of going swervy and then and then it has to be brought back online again
0: fair play mate so let's talk about the impact on your business how's the crisis affected you from a professional perspective from a business perspective and just from a hearts and mind perspective it's tough isn't it
1: i mean for us i mean the biggest thing is that you know when you're when you're mitigating a set of circumstances like this it's not just as simple as watching what's going on at the front end which is you know at times it becomes a very easy situation which is if you're not producing anything at that point then you've got to make some very brave decisions around that side of the business but and 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 we've had to do that i mean we we reacted very very quickly early on to the point where you know there were the colleagues of mine in the industry that said I was being a bit hysterical really uh, When I came out and said to people that I would banned all my staff from going to KBB The reaction was very much Really? Mm-hmm. Um, and then you know less than two weeks later. They're being told to close the doors on their businesses and I sort of stood back and thought That's why I made the decision that I made because Where this was becoming a problem And the fact that, you know, KBB was going to be bringing together lots of people from all over these European countries, which at the time, you know, it it was becoming worse and worse and worse. I made that decision quite early on. I pulled out of a couple of networking events where, again, you know, it it was people were sort of saying to me, "Yeah, it's it's a storm in a teacup, it will be over before it's, Mm -hmm. you you, you know. Um, So we acted very, very quickly, we had a policy out within a week of the first cases in in the UK, we'd already put systems in place and started breaking the business down, so it enabled us to then transition to what I called stage two very, very quickly. and we literally pushed the button on that within 24 hours. But the hard decision was making making that call around production and, 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 and the on-site stuff. Because even up until today, I've still got people working on sites now. So um, we're just not producing anything anymore. So literally, we were being guided by what the sites were doing rather than us saying, you know, I'm stopping and here's the situation because for us we felt that we'd put a rigid enough framework in place to ensure that people were protected we we put systems in place with regards to one delivery driver one point of contact yeah there was all of these things that we'd worked on and to be fair You know, my opinion was, you you know, my guys are going to have more interaction with people going down to Tesco's. In fact, they're probably going to have interaction with a hundred times the the amount of people walking around the supermarket than they are in in the setup that we've managed to put together. So, I mean, when you're talking about in a size of the business as mine that's turning over at the level that I am, you, you know, when you're losing to a two and a half months revenue i mean it's 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 big yeah you, you right. know i mean it will it, it it will cost us millions in turnover um but the biggest challenge in all of this is not only being able to deal with managing a business through that which 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 we are now doing um but it's also managing a situation where you're going to go from low revenue coming into the business to ramping a business up quite rapidly because a lot of people are going to want to pick up what they've lost.
0: Yeah, mate. Do you think it would aggressively accelerate like that and there will come a time when it goes, bang, we're at it? Because then you've got certain expectations coming in, you've got to meet the demands of your customer and the pressure's going to come in a completely different way, isn't it?
1: Well, yeah, and ironically for us, it's, it's almost like, I mean, we put double shift patterns in place and things like that. To purely mitigate COVID-19 the plan was always going to be to bring on a double shift because because of the pure increase that that we were seeing this year anyway Mm -hmm. but it's almost going to be a case of now we will continue with the COVID-19 setup but we but it will be used to to enable us to produce at the sort of levels that we need to So whereas before we would have cut back and we would have gone back to a single shift pattern and we would have bought in the supervisors, et cetera, et cetera. um, We're now thinking, well, let's leave that in place because we are going to be so far behind by the time we get to that point um, that we're going to need that in order to produce the levels that we need to produce. I mean, but as I say, Peter, it changes all the time. I mean, we've got sites closing, then a, a letter goes out directly to construction companies from, you know, the Minister of Business and Construction, et cetera, this week saying construction could carry on as normal. I'm hearing r- r- rumours from quite good sources that a lot of the big construction companies are going to be going back as early as next week. I'm hearing that Persimmon are going to go back to site next week, I'm hearing that Barrett and Redrow are talking about going back to site just after Easter, you know. So it's, I think the problem you're going to have now is that a lot of suppliers have reacted to this very strong statement that's come out from the house builder developer market of, right, we're down in tools till this is all over. What do they do now when these people turn around in two weeks' time and say, right, well, actually, we've, we, we've made a decision. We're carrying on because they've got no supply chain in place.
0: But what's the implication then? I mean, for the construction sector, there needs to be better guidance, I think, so that people can see where the market is actually going. Some of your competitors who are sourcing their products from Spain, Italy, Germany, across Europe, they're going to be in a much more difficult situation than a company like you with 125 years of manufacturing in Oxfordshire. Do you think that's going to create an opportunity or create pressure and an opportunity for you and the Whiteleaf Furniture business?
1: I've worked alongside these people for years. Um, I know most of the, the the UK directors and and the owners of these businesses well. And I don't wish them ill at all. I really don't. And I mm. hope to God that they manage to find a way through this. But um, I wouldn't want to be reliant on a European supply chain at this moment in time. I really wouldn't. And I think I, I think because I'm not reliant on production lines in Italy or Germany or Spain or, or, you know, our business is very much built up on the basis that we can react very, very quickly and we can switch and change. And, and you know, even in... Even in the space of a day, I mean, I could be producing X in the morning and I could be making X in the afternoon, you know, so it this situation plays into our hands in that we're not impacted as as, as, as heavily as, as, as a number of my competitors out there um, because of the amount that we produce in the UK, because our factories are based in the UK, because of how we can react the lag which is where i feel the problem's going to come is going to be massive so it's not just the impact in june and july it's the impact across the year when you know you've got factories in italy that that that, that haven't produced for a long time it's not just you know just because you've got a factory in germany it doesn't mean that the components aren't coming in from eastern europe or from you know from wherever or china or so it's going to be that it's it's the impact of, of how that supply chain then recovers itself, you know, and, yeah, and you know, I mean, and, and that's where the problem is going to come. You, you know, and I think what's going to happen is that, you know, a lot of people are going to move away from the traditional supply chain and they're going to have to look at alternatives because it's going to be a case of, well we can continue with the supply chain that we had at the beginning of this contract but there's going to be a four month delay or we pay 5% more and we make a decision and we go out and we source other products and i'm already hearing of companies doing that now where they're sort of saying you know in order to stay on track we need to now make decisions as to what products we're using and i think i think i think the problem is is that You know, when something like this happens, it it does really highlight the reliance that we have on on our European counterparts to be able to supply into our construction sector, which is quite ironic, considering that we are supposed to be, you know, a nation of, of, of manufacturers as we were for a very, very long time. I mean, you know, I mean, up until, you know, 40 years ago, we were building everything.
0: It's amazing how this can change many people's perspective. But summarising what we've spoke about, mate, for the medium to long-term future, you're very optimistic and confident. You're going to take a hit in your, in your sales. You know, it's, you're going to take a hit in your turnover. But if you can get through the lag, or getting through the lag is the challenge. I don't think, mate, no leader, no hiring manager, no business owner, no owner of a recruitment company, I myself had this in their fixture list. We just couldn't see it coming, could we?
1: I mean, as a... a, a as 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 the head of 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 the white leaf group i mean i've always led from the front and you know i have a very close a, a, a you know a relationship with 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 all elements of the business and i still go down and talk to the boys on the shop floor and 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 i've always been very open about what we do as a business and where we're going and how we're going to get there and everything else and I took video calls with everybody in the business. I explained to them the situation. I made it perfectly clear that this was a situation that we were all in and the pain was going to be felt by the directors, you know, as well as everybody else. And that we would attribute that, 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 that level of pain equally across the business, um, but done in a way that we made sure that the people that it was less impactful for would take the bulk of that pain, um, and I was open with them, and I was clear with them, and I I promised them that 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 I would lead them through this, and that we would get through as a team. You know, um, I sent out a very very strong email uh, or, or a, a letter even about. 10 days before we actually decided to close certain bits down. You know, explaining the fact that we were very much a team and how proud of them I was in 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 how they dealt with everything that had come at them and how they'd adapted and how they'd embraced that and everything else and just asked that they stuck with me and that they continued to show that same level of maturity around, you know, that those changes. You know and and sort of signed the letter off you know we are the white family and we will get through this together and it that very much is how it is and so when when i had to make those very very difficult calls um, um and i say difficult it would have been a lot more difficult if i was making an announcement that i was going to make a third of the workforce redundant you know Yes, it's a tricky call, Peter, but what we're talking about is, you you know, is, guys, you're going to lose a small proportion of your salary um, for a very short period of time, and we will then come come back to this, and, and, and there's a level of normality, which I think is a very different conversation to guys. I'm afraid that there isn't a job here for you anymore. Yeah. So as much as it's 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 a difficult conversation, I could have been having a lot worse conversations. Yeah, yeah, you know. So and it was very much look, this is a blip in the road. You know, we we will do everything we can to ensure that these that that, that, that these guys pick it up through the year. So whether it be we, we introduce more overtime at a higher level that that will, if they have incurred credit card debts and things like that, that will allow them to earn a little bit extra money to clear the decks and things like that. You know, we will try to to recover what it is that they've lost indirectly, if we can, across the period of the year, you know, so that they end up kind of back to where they would have been.
0: Okay, Ben, I'll tell you this, mate. I think the decisions you're making... And the way you've communicated them is genuinely an example to many. I'm going to ask you for some advice now. I've been asking all the guests that have been come on to give me some advice. So if you could share three pieces of advice to my listeners, to my network, about what they could be doing to keep their brain sharp, improve their well-being, keep their health on track, and, and, more, and just as importantly, keep their businesses going, what would your top three tips be, Ben? Number one, for me,
1: you will never, ever get an opportunity like this to, to sort your business out. You're never going to get an opportunity where the whole world is going to shut around you. And you are literally given the opportunity to sit down and look at, you know, are your processes right? Are your systems right? That that, that, that niggling bit of work that, 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 that we should have got bottomed out a long time ago and it still hasn't been done if you don't come out of this with a business that's got absolutely the sharpest processes in place there's something wrong with you this this is this is an opportunity to really get into the nuts and bolts as as uh, and 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 get into the ribs of your business and find yeah. out where where the shortcomings are and and use this as an opportunity to get everything absolutely online because you're never going to have an opportunity like this again it's it's you know it's it's this is like ideal secondly remember that there's a lot of people out there that are in the same boat as you at the moment and are sitting around scratching their asses, waiting for someone to pick the phone up and talk to them my guys have been pushed quite hard and and because there's a lot of people out there that will just be sitting around and they're not really motivated and they're not picking the phone up See this as an opportunity to make contact with your clients, make contact with those people that might not have picked the phone up to you two months ago because they're rushed off their feet and they've got a million more things to do and other important people to talk to. These people are going to be picking the phone up to you because they want to pick the phone up now because they just want something to do, you know, so I would I would i would say you need to go out there and reach reach out to your customer base reach out to those clients that were a little bit difficult to get hold of previously because again you're never going to get an opportunity like this again where someone is 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 going to be open and receptive to you making that telephone call you, you, you know and and unfortunately you, you know there are a lot of people out there at the moment that are you know that that, that, that their motivation levels are zeroed and this is really impacting them and they're not picking up the sale and with sales guys as well you know if you put a salesman in a home environment it's like cancer for them they lose their 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 angle and and their sharpness very very quickly so you you know it's my, my guys I'm keeping them pushing all the time all the time all the time and the third bit of advice that I would give would be It doesn't matter what today looks like, you wake up tomorrow morning prepared to make decisions that you didn't think you were going to have to make because this is ever changing. This isn't a weekly changing landscape. This is a daily changing landscape and you need to be prepared to make those decisions on a daily basis. And you need to be prepared to possibly reverse those decisions a day later.
0: I feel like I do it on an hourly basis, if I'm honest.
1: Yeah. You can't sit there and make a decision and think, right, okay, I've made that decision. That's how it's going to roll out. And I'm going to draw a line underneath it. It's that decision in in a day's time, as I've found out numerous times over the last week, you know, it is the right decision at that moment. But that doesn't mean it's going to be the right decision 24 or 48 hours later.
0: Okay, Ben, I'm going to summarise those three for us. You ready? Number one, we're never going to have a better time to rip your business up from the inside out and get it on point for when we all go again. Number two, mate, everyone bar none is suffering at the moment. It's good to talk. And that's from a business, social, mental wellbeing perspective. So guys and girls, over-communicate, reach out and stay in touch. And accept that you're going to make good decisions, bad decisions, And those decisions may change. Point three is that it's changing on a daily basis. So be fluid and accept we're going to get things right and we're going to get things wrong. Mate, that's great advice to end the show. But what I want to do now is just go back to where we were at the start. Let's go back to Liverpool v Tottenham Hotspur, the Champions League. Because when these things really sunk in for me... It's when they took my football away. I was getting ready to go to Fulham-Brentford. In my world, that's a big game. It's a local derby. It's third place, fourth. The teams grew up, well, the fans grew up hating each other, if you're my age. Um, But that all changed. I was also going to do the marathon, Brighton Marathon. Me and Callum had done a 15, 16-mile training run, but they took the marathon away. So I was like, OK, it's happening now. So my question to you, Ben, is what do you think they are going to do about the Premier League season?
1: If I look at this from a, from a timing point of view and people keep asking me the question as to how do you think it's going to roll out and we're watching government advice and everything else and, and, and we're, we're tracking and we're looking at the, how the business plans have been rolled out from the government and everything else. We know that the end of May is end game for any kind of furlough business In they don't have the money to continue this any longer. They're, 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 it's just not there. So we know that come the beginning of June, businesses are going to be encouraged to go back and operate as per normal. I I would imagine that it's probably going to happen before that, but the the beginning of June, end of. Social gatherings and everything else, I think it's going to be mid to the end of the summer before we see any, any kind of, you know, return back to normality, large gatherings and things like that. So the first thing I'll say is, I don't believe that the Premier League will be finished in front of a crowd.
0: Mm.
1: If it's going to be finished this season, um, which I think it will be, I think it will be played behind closed doors. And I personally think, so I think it will be played behind closed doors. Um, I think it will be finished off under normal circumstances. So I think those games will be played. But I think we will also see pushback on the start. I, I I I I can't see next season starting in August.
0: No, I agree with you there, mate. I've been looking at every possible perm- permutation to get full and promoted. I
1: think I think Spurs now, and this is absolutely played into our hands. Because what happened was leading up to COVID nineteen, Spurs were absolutely I mean, we were peppered. We'd lost half the squad in the end. So I think now what's going to happen is I think Spurs are going to come back. We're going to have a fully healthy world-class squad. Kane and Son up front, Sissoko back.
0: Mate, I want to see Ryan Sessignon play more football. Whatever way it works out, I want Fulham to somehow go up. Three up, free down, finish off the season behind the closed doors. Fulham get promoted. I don't really mind. But bringing it back to, back to reality, football is important. It's a big part of your life. It's part of growing up. It's part of who you are. But at the moment, all things considered, mate, it doesn't really matter that much. I do think the seasons will be finished. I don't think there'll be none and void. But one thing is for sure, in the future, sport is going to change. Ben, listen, mate, I always love talking to you. You're direct. You talk from the heart and you don't hold back. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Stay safe, keep healthy and be positive. So that's the end of the show, we're Foyne Jones, stay safe, keep healthy, be positive because together we will get through this.